If you're a fan of spider women, annoying gnomes, and secret agents, and not to mention animation, we've got a good one for you today. This is Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And you're listening to Graveyard Talk. Uh, something different today. Right? Something new uh, dropped on the old Chuck. Yeah. Like something that we've talked about doing for a while, but just never really got around to it. Um, mainly because, I don't know, we're just trying to get everything, uh, other things out of the way. Um, now is the time. Well, and you're not a huge fan of this I'm particular a, I'm, I'm not, but sub uh, genre here or whatever. Right. Like, I, I'm not an anime guy. Right. I've never been an anime guy. Um, I mean, when I was younger, certain ones, like, we catch my eye, whatever the fuck, but I was never, like, hardcore, die hard like some of you fuckers are. Right. I've never, yeah, I'm real picky, man, but I've loved cartoons since I was, could watch them, you know, and I still like them. I'm almost 40 now, so. Well, I love cartoons, don't get me fucking wrong, but I mean. Right, right. It's, 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 there was, because I remember when I was younger, when it came down to anime, it was like Speed Racer, and it was mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah, you know, just I, you can't see what I'm doing right now. Well, because that was it's yeah, the big, man. the big giant eyes, but like it's very like bubbly and very. Well, that was still some of the first, um, you know, wave of <coughs> um, Japanese, you know, animation that hit the states. Yeah, <coughs> late '70s into early '80s was like the first big wave of. <coughs> yeah, anime. So that's when, you know, Akira came out in '86, I think. Uh, Vampire Hunter D, 86, you know, a bunch of these, like, kind of weird tank police, I don't know, all kinds of uh, stuff hit. Yeah. And they were not uh, kid-oriented. Not in the least. These anime, you know, the, the true, that's what different, uh, used to differentiate kind of cartoons from adult cartoons is if you called it anime. Yeah. That meant it was either more action there was blood there was titties there was something nasty in it there was guts like it was not kid friendly if you watched anime right now it's kind of blended to where everything's kind of anime or anime influenced and there's all kinds of family friendly you know from Bleach and Naruto and I mean just all these you know Inuyasha from everything down that's kind of gotten more um, like family friendly but these and this movie in particular yeah you know, yeah. pretty wild ride. Uh, real quick, we'll go ahead and just go. The movie that we're talking about is the, uh, was it 1980? 1980... No, this one's 92. Uh, uh, anime Wicked City. Um, which, I mean, the front of the box says, When Desire Turns Deadly, There's No Place to Hide. <laughs> right. Okay. And now, and we're going to go ahead and do this too. Um, Whitman's doing the, the, the back <laughs> oh, of the box. Oh, no. There's a lot on the back of this box, but... I mean, in this story, it's pretty, uh, it actually, where this is an American translation, it doesn't make as much sense. You know what I mean? Because they call a girl a shape changer, and I mean, technically she is, but like. Because I said the movie. Not at all. So there's like some actually discrepancies with this American box with the. (laughs) All right. But. We're all uh, about facts here, folks. Well, I mean, so, but basically the. The plot is that there's two world, you know, there's a world adjacent to ours, um, you know, dark world, and these, they're demons, but they still just carry on their business. You yeah. know, they're not necessarily trying to get to our world. They just, we just happen to be kind of uh, adjacent to each other, like universally. You know, they're not like aliens from space, but they're, right. they're still from another dimension per se. And um, basically, there's this, there's this treaty 
that's signed every 500 years or whatever that keeps both sides kind of in their own lane. You know, the demons on that side say they won't intervene in, the, you know, on Earth. And it keeps like, you know, like black magic and uh, like people who would maybe try to cut deals with demons and stuff. It keeps the humans that yeah. would do shit like that on our side. There's kind of a, you know, a balance there. And so this is kind of the whole run of this. There's a dude, this little fucking gnome we talked about. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I guess we can set up at the beginning. Of, uh, well, because that's kind of the plot. Yeah. You know, there's uh, basically going to be a treaty signed to, this is the kind of rollover date to sign the new treaty. And there's a very important dude coming that's going to sign the treaty and everybody's, uh, you know, but it's, uh, there's a, there's radicals from the demon side, of course, that don't want this treaty because they want to come over to earth and, you know, possess people and use our resources. And I mean, just, you know, uh, hostile invasion type of shit. Yeah. So, and likewise, there's humans that want the demons to come through and that join their forces type of shit. So it's, you know, um, just like how two governments would interact or, or right, you know what I mean? yeah, there's yeah. like peace treaties and, and go-betweens, but there's this black guard on both sides uh, that kind of keep the balance. There's, you know, uh, demon agents and human agents. And this, the story is these two uh, agents that have to protect this little fucker. Uh, <laughs> Who is rude as all get Oh out. man. So his name, yeah. Yeah. Giuseppe Maillard. Yeah. Is the guy, but. And he, he's this little pain in the ass. Uh, he's got a Fu Manchu. Yeah. Um, he's hornier than shit. Yeah, he's always trying to get laid. He's always like hitting on the two agents. One's a male, one's a female. Uh, the human is a male. What's his name? Renzo. Renzo Burrow Taki? Yeah. So they call him Taki in there. Um, but it's weird because the girl's name is Maki. Maki Taki. Yeah, right. So, um, but she's this hard ass demon. And uh, he's basically just kind of smart and has a. A crazy gun that always uh, blows them into the walls because it's so powerful. But yeah, you know, and they just got to protect this dude until the signing of the, the treaty, pretty much. Yeah, and he doesn't make it easy because only thing he has to do. This guy, when I say this, this he's a horny old goat. That, that, that's saying it's, it's not it's understatement. Yeah, because uh, he is just he's all over Maki immediately. Can't wait to be alone with her, right. and, and finds that it's even more difficult than he thought. Um, and the only thing he has to do is just stay put in the room for the night. That's it, you know, because all these, um, you know, the rebels are trying to break through to kill him because he's, you know, he keeps the peace treaty going, basically. And uh, so he's got people after him. That's why they're, yeah. you know, so if he could just stay in his room, chill out, everything will be cool. But he cannot. Nope. He cannot do that. He can't. Uh, <coughs> I mean, they, they, they even show him sitting in, in the hotel room that he's supposed to be staying put in he's like surrounded by like porn magazines yeah and he's trying to convince Duder to like let him go to one of these fucking like these get like ads. a call girl get <clears throat> just any, any sex house any sort of thing that he can get you know um <clears throat> and he's just being a, a fucking nuisance but. completely a, com- a complete pain in the ass but one of my favorite characters in this because say because he's such a good character because you really don't like the guy, and no. then you, then you kind of like the guy, then you don't like the guy, and then like you gotta go back. And yeah, because he's funny. He's like the comic. He's hilarious. He's always yeah. just like, you know, even though it is like crude humor and shit, but he's like, the whole basically fate of the world almost is resting on this dude, 
And he's just like a joke. Like he's just a fucking goofball. He's a jackass. <coughs> and he's just. If you've ever watched uh, King of the Hill, oh, Hank, Hank Hill's dad, it was the first thing that popped in my yeah, head. Yeah, he was very cotton. Yeah, uh, cotton, that's right. Yeah. You know. Uh, completely, completely comes off as that type, but I would hate to be like have to protect him. Oh yeah, like you know. But we missed the first creature though. We should explain mm. the Spider Woman, right? So that's yeah. almost the opening, right? So uh, Otaki here is on a date. The movie, uh, by the way, the movie's being the movie's narrated by him throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it's almost like like uh, an X Files episode or like a I kind of think of like a noir film, like a detective film, you know, because it's told kind of through his lens and through you know, and he is. Kind of a detective, not real. I mean, you know, he's a special agent, secret agent type of character. Yeah. But so anyway, you you just pick up in his normal life for the very beginning of the ep, uh, the movie, and he's on this date with this, you know, this girl. And they go home after five night or whatever, and they're making out and they're whatever and whatever she, means sex, right? And they're having uh, sex. <laughs> so uh, making whoopee, and, and he says something, or she, I can't remember what she says. Yeah, but you see her, her arms kind of go to like hug him and then stretch out real weird and like kind of contort and she turns into this spider woman with uh, and then almost bites his dick off. Yeah, how? So he, because her vagina is a is yeah. got teeth. So he kind of real you know uh, feels what her arms kind of change it and Backs jumps off up. of her real quick and then you know his teeth chomp so he almost uh, loses. Uh, Almost lost his manhood there. Yeah, so, he almost lost his little talking. Right. right. So, but that's the first. That's the very first creature within the couple minute. I mean, it's in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, that this this happens, and she kind of runs off because he doesn't have his gun. He's there making out with some girl. Yeah. Like, he's not even on a. Well, because he he and that's and he actually mentions like I didn't think demons were allowed up over here until the treaty was over. Right. So that's why he knows like the rebels are kind of like yeah like breaking through like certain barriers and they're they're attacking when they're you know outside of their boundary kind of deal and so that's when he's on point and then that's when because it just splits from there because they don't know who the spider woman is or whatever fucking yeah you know so this goes about his day and then goes to the office right and so um we missed those other the wild ones too at the airport right so when it's coming into town yeah they think he's on this plane and so Taki is out in the uh, the tarmac, yeah. You know, like running towards the jet or whatever. And these these other agents, you think they're human, and they turn out to be the demon agents yeah. to kill him, like uh, uh, traitors, because they're they're actually the black guard agents from that side. Yeah. But they've turned against. You know, they're trying to set them up too. So, and that one one dude, like his ribs come out. Yeah, as uh, like big spears, and then um, is that with the guy's face? Yeah. Like he comes to which, which is a, a scene that I do remember from the old commercials that would be on like USA late at night right. or some shit. Because this company that made this movie or that didn't make it but brought it to the US was called Urban Visions, and they used to have, and the other one um, was um, uh, manga film, manga movies, manga films. But anyway, this one's from Urban Visions, but they used to have those late night commercials. You know, uh, you can buy boxes, animations, not just for kids. Like I remember these yeah. crazy commercials yeah. late at night, you know, and you would see just clips that they could show, but it was just like violent, crazy shit with Akira. This, um, I know one. I like Demon City. I mean, just all kinds of these crazy ass shows. That because the U.S. like we didn't have animation like that, right? Yeah, like you know, our censors and things wouldn't let 
Well, they considered everything. We, we, we've always had one big giant comic code over. Well, and basically everything animated was seen as a kids show. Yeah. So they were rated like kids shows. Yeah. So you couldn't have a bloody crazy mess of a cartoon because they wouldn't treat it like a real film and they would rate it like a kid's. You Boy, know, times have changed, but yeah. Right, I mean, but that's why. But <laughs> yeah. these movies that are coming over in the late 80s, you know, this was actually the one we watched. It's kind of <clears> late <throat> to the game. Like I said, Akira came over in 86, I think, <clears throat> and blew everybody's fucking doors off. Yeah. You know, because we're going to jump into Akira at some point, either on my show or this show, because it's horror, sure. kind of, and it turns into like a Lovecraft and uh, very Lovecraftian movie at the end, if you've never seen Akira. But um, all kinds of people copy this. Jordan Peele copied it with the bike shot. In oh, Nope. yeah. Right, he even seen it, said it on an interview. He's like, I got to do my Akira bike shot. When a girl yeah, is driving that, that and he she slides, yeah, you know, and like like that's fucking Connie in his bike, like that's yeah, you know, there's been hundreds of movies that have taken parts of a kid. It's so monumental. So and that's from a cartoon, True. yeah, you know, and but this one is way more horror oriented. I mean, they're fighting demons from another world, and uh, I mean, there's just all these weird creatures, and uh, yeah, the other agent turns into like a big. Just a big mess. Like, he's just a big monster. I mean, he has teeth on, in two different heads. Yeah. And he's just right got big out. claws. And he just like, yeah. But this is where we we see Maki. Because she meets yeah. him out there and, like, saves his ass. Because he shoots one. And then she helps him kill the other one. So they kill them. And what is it? What is it, How does he? What does what he says to her that's, like, a really good pickup line? Oh, <laughs> she's, he says she's um, obnoxiously perfect. Obnoxiously perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because she's beautiful and she's tough as nails and she's like a badass and she's super proper and she's just like, she's just boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? So She is pretty cool. And she knows, she knew everything about him. Yeah. She was like, Rinsenberg, blah, 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 and knew his height and where he worked and like his his uh, secret cover and I mean, you know, all the shit about him and he was like, yeah, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> just kind of like, your name's Mikey, right? You know, and just, he doesn't know shit. He's not like a you know in-depth kind of character but it just shows how like on top of her game she is yeah you know as far as with the fight and with like what's going on yeah so yeah and then they just got to deal with old Giuseppe for a minute causing trouble yeah he he, he, he causes pretty much this whole goddamn movie yeah. to go downhill right because <laughs> he's in the uh, they take him to a hotel right this is where we jump back to where yeah. you were at and so they have some uh, like they call them spirit uh, boundaries or spirit walls or something. They can almost like put up kind of uh, barriers for like ghosts and demons and shit almost like uh, electronically. Yeah. Like, they've got it hooked into like their grid you know it's like a Ghostbusters type shit they're like power up the spirit walls and so this hotel kind of protects them but these um, you know the kind of rebels or the raiders have kind of they break in through yeah. the barrier and so in this hotel, there's a, a butler that's kind of a badass. The dude with the That spike. seems like he deals with it a lot. Right, so he's already got one fake arm, and you see this, like, this dude breaks in one of the demons and, uh, you know, just starts going crazy and doing this. But they look human. Yeah. You know, for the most part. And uh, he gets his arm ripped off, and <clears throat> I don't know, there's a lot of shit that goes down really quickly once he comes in. And then, but Giuseppe is gone. Yeah. He's not even there. Yeah. So they break in trying to kill him, and he's gone already. So they go to the bathroom once they kill old dude, and then um, 
I can't remember what that demon. Jin. Jin is that demon's name that breaks in. I'm pretty sure. Oh, the one that the was, dude with that yeah uh, in the hotel, uh, sunglasses. The one that had apparently a, had a a pass with, with Maki. Yeah. And yeah, questionable scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, after they kill him. Uh, they see that Giuseppe's just gone. Yeah. And then that's where they track him down at the sex house. Yeah, it was kind of obvious because in, in that scene, like they're like, where, where are we going to find him? He's like, ah, I've got an idea where he's at. So they just go to the red light district. I forgot what city they... They actually named the the, the city in Japan. That's the one thing I've noticed with at least a couple of these old um, Japanese shows and movies that they actually like put them in real... They don't try to make up... Like how towns and stuff. Like how Gotham's a made-up town, and you know all this different. Gotham's not real. I'm kidding. (laughs) I mean, it's based on New York. Right. Even in the comics, they mention like Gotham is not New York, even though that's what it's based on. Right. Yeah. Because like Demon City is in Shinjuku, and like they actually mention the city that this is in. But so, uh, yeah, they just go to the red light district, and (laughs) they find old dude getting a. Getting a body massage. Yeah. Happy ending. Trying to. Trying to. Well, he's well. Yeah. <laughs> when he's one of the probably one of the coolest like fucked up body yeah, cause scenes. When they, right before they they walk in on him. Yeah, this is like. This is where it got Chuck. I think. Yeah. <laughs> if you're no. a fan of like, Cronenberg or Barker, or weird like erotic horror or body horror in general. Yeah. This scene is fucked up. He's, uh, he, he's, you know, he's with this, this, this young lady who uh, is very well endowed, like breast, uh, breast are huge, nice body, you know, and she's all like feeding into his, his, his Well, that's shit. what she's paying. I mean, she's, right, like, yeah, you know, like she's, she's, she's being a, a, a good little, uh, you know, um, and he's thinking he's going to, I mean, she's complimenting his size and whatnot or whatever. And as she's crawling on top of him. He's got uh, got his arms on her, and he starts melting inside of her. And, <laughs> right. and, and it, it's a fucked up scene, but it also was so fucking hilarious the, the whole time that he's still stuck inside of her. Yeah, because she turns to goo, and like and traps him, and then it, and like hardens back up. <coughs> you know, because she's not like a ball of goo per se. Yeah, <coughs> I'm dying over here. Got choked. Sorry, but. Uh, so, the, uh, yeah, yeah. So that scene is super, super kind of gross, super fucked up, uh, because she melts like onto him. And then, uh, but this is a whole plan to capture this guy to kill him. Um, uh, but the, uh, our, our heroes, uh, Taki and Maki, uh, find him just at the nick of time. And, um, he is trapped kind of in, on in her, and, which uh, cracks my shit up, right? Because because the way it looks, he just a, he looks like a little monkey. He's well, just like and he is like a little tiny guy, like he literally is like a gnome sized character. So he's, you know, <coughs> kind of covering this girl from like neck to like hips, kind of stuck in her, and um, but like I said, our heroes find him just in time, and Maki uh, puts her in checkmate. Like Maki's power, she can make her her fingernails grow long yeah like blades and they're demon strong so they don't break I mean they're literally like <coughs> a bunch of blades yeah and so she she makes them grow really long like T-1000 style 
and puts them at this girl's what? neck while um, Taki pulls <laughs> pulls him out of this girl's like doughy, weird mass of a body. And actually, <clears throat> one thing that makes me think of that whole scene, I don't know if you, were you ever really into Thor comics or anything? <clears throat> I mean, a little bit back in the day, because I liked Hulk. I liked some Avengers shit, but I mean, a little there's, bit. There's a cover. There was one issue. It was Thor, Captain America, or a collaboration of the two. I remember as a kid, and this reminded me, of it, they were stuck in this big vat of what looked like marshmallow stuff. Yeah. It's all gooey. But you know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah. Because it shows, yeah, so shows Thor trying to get out of it. And that's what it reminded me of a little there, bit. I remember that. There's a villain <coughs> named Doughboy. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, like that. Like, yeah. it's a big fucking like pile of like can yeah. turn into like dough. Basically, this woman, because she always makes me think of dough because of the color of her skin. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she just like, like can goop and harden back up at will. Yeah. I don't know. She just looks like dough to me. But it's either way, it, it gets a little gross, uh, a little. But this scene is pretty wild. And he pulls her. He he pulls old Giuseppe out, and he's uh, basically unconscious. And he just looks like a little baby. Yeah, he's all curled up, and uh, uh, Maki kills her. Anyway. Little baby Giuseppe. So, because as soon as they pull him out, she just extends her fingernails a little longer and kills her anyway. Yeah. So she dissolves into goop, and um, from there, I don't remember what happens when they save. Uh, this is a good time to go to like break just real quick. We'll be right back yeah. in just a second. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we uh, took a small little break there, and we are continuing our our yeah, uh, walk through. Of uh, well, you know, Whitman just gonna go and say he kind of <laughs> forgot. Uh, no, I mean uh, it, it, it happens though. Cause I missed like, the middle part, man. Or yeah. I mean the you know Maki gets stolen, but I forgot how. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, um, they save where we picked off, picked up, left off, whatever. Left off, picked up, and left yeah, off. You know. Uh, they save Giuseppe, and um, they're driving to the next, like, safe house they have. Yeah. Because uh, that hotel's already been compromised earlier in the movie. And um, so, I don't remember if they tell you where this is at, but they say it's like a fortified, you know, it's kind of like a bunker or whatever. So, but on the way there, Giuseppe in the back seat starts convulsing and being crazy, you know, just like... Yeah. So they open the, they stop the car. He opens the door, gets out, and just like eyes rolled back in his head, throws up this little worm parasite thing. And so that's when I know um, the girl from the bathhouse that melted on him, yeah, uh, infected him, you know, put a parasite in him. And so, but when he spits it up, uh, it's almost like the size of maybe a, I don't know. I mean. Three or four inches long, a little worm type of thing. Yeah, um, looks like a worm. Yeah, reminds and, me of the movie Slither. Yeah, very much. There we go. Yeah, think underrated of by the way. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah. Slither's real good. Yeah, um, but yeah, think of those little creatures. That's basically what it is. A little smaller, but he pukes this thing up and it's scooting around, and uh, Maki tries to kill it, and it's just it's too fast. It's like this. I mean, it's it's a demon too you know so it's uh but it uh bites her and gets all goes into her like either i can't remember if it bites her and then goes into like that hole or it goes in her mouth or or if you even see maybe it goes in i think it goes clothes. into her skin and like it, it yeah 
Because I remember there being something where you see it like in her skin. Yeah. And it starts because she's a demon or whatever, and this parasite feeds off of her and kind of erupts into this. What it is, I mean, just a big giant worm. Tentacle thing? Yeah, kind of a a grosser dick looking tremor. <laughs> okay, yeah. Graboid. Yeah. You know, if you took a yeah. graboid and made it like muscly and skin looking and shit. Yeah. yeah. Or like if like how a graboid's tongue, like the little three tongue things. Yeah. If you just turn one of those big, like it, it's, you know, fibrous and gross looking and, and, you know, if you put a, and kind of like a worm still, it's yeah. just, you know. Uh, but anyway, so it's it's huge now. It has Maki trapped, and so um, Taki puts puts old dude Giuseppe in the car, and he's trying to save her or whatever, and she ends up um, like turning her nail, you know, spiking her nails out, and like cutting herself open. Yeah. Basically, releasing her power to kill this this big worm thing. So he gets in the car. And how tells it out while she uh, essentially self-destructs this area with this worm and, and destroying this. Uh, they call it a black space when, like, the demons kind of uh, kind of take over a, a piece of our universe or whatever. It's it's not even on Earth. It's like an in-between yeah. spot. <clears throat> and so she she kills herself to destroy that spot and that worm thing or so whatever. And so um, let's not ignore the fact what happens before, before that happens. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it. She gets deep throated by this giant tentacle penis thing that we're discussing. And it's, oh yeah, because it's it's a, to... it's it's a it's a this actually is a good a good part to 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 mention this. This is not for kids. Oh no, this is just was, one of the many yeah. scenes of this movie. Yeah, I was. And it's cover... not even it's not even it's it's not even. As... I was gonna cover the next scene that's even worse, but I was just gonna leave this one out. But yeah, yeah, we'll cover the next one too. <laughs> so yeah, because this worm uh, worm dick is trying to. I mean, infect her too. Like it's always about like breeding and infecting things. Right. You know, it actually is. Even though it's like a gross like body horror sex stuff, with these demons, it is always about like conquering and like you know like possessing and all this. You know, in, yeah. in these different forms. So, um, but yeah. So um, Taki is he kind of wakes up in the car after we think that she's dead. He gets her uh, gets. Giuseppe to the next bunker, um, and then uh, he kind of just says "fuck the job," basically. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, so he's supposed to be there protecting old dude, and um, he gets tempted by kind of the leader of these rebels that Maki is still alive, Mister Shadow, Mister Shadow, yeah. and is uh, she's just getting like gang raped by all these demons yeah um and it's just like she's just gonna be our toy for however long unless you come does she come get come it. try to save her you know and yeah. just like a taunt and uh, that's when um Yataki's just like ah I gotta go I don't need this job necessarily so he goes and totally plays into the trap but it's like he's gonna go save his girl so he goes uh and just falls into the trap, goes to where Mr. Shadow and his people are, and uh, just fucking lays the law down, basically. Well, he, Kills a bunch he, of them. And he, he, he ends up in a conversation, and I mean, it's, it's kind of, I think it would probably be a very awkward moment. Um, but they engage in a conversation with uh, oh, Taki yeah. oh, yeah, and yeah. Mr. Shadow's 
with these two demon dudes like fucking old girl uh yeah they're uh it's pretty it's pretty graphic for what it is like it doesn't yeah it's not it's not like hentai graphic but it's pretty fucking graphic for what it is it's close and he's trying to keep his composure the whole time while she's just over getting reamed by these demons um and then some more craziness happens well that's when like you actually see the next fight and like the next creatures or whatever so Mr. Shadows he's just like a dude almost like in a business suit and uh at this point Taki has already killed the flying guy that was annoying uh he shoots him uh he's already killed uh the uh the other woman so he's already killed two yeah out of his crew and so um Mr. Shadows has these weird uh, spike that come out of his elbows. Yeah. I don't know why the fuck this character design is like this. Like, it's <laughs> it's kind of awkward, but it's, it's definitely original. I've never seen it anything like this. It would be awkward. Uh, and so, um, yeah, he's got spikes that grow out of his elbows, uh, but uh, he knows that, like, Taki's like a badass or whatever. And so you see him at one point, there's like a... And why they call him Mr. Shadows. He can, like, move through shadows and do shit with these yeah. shadows. Yeah, So there's, like, this cloud kind of above it. And they're kind of in a... Just in a broke-down kind of urban environment. It never tells where, but it's just, like, kind of an urban landscape. There's just concrete walls and bricks and just, you know, kind of alleyways and shit. So um, he's just kind of in this little area where there's a shadow above him. And all this oil starts falling out of the shadow onto him. And then... Uh, it looks like he's just getting covered in this slime or this goop and, he, and he's still talking to him. I mean, this is what he wants. You know, so whatever's happening is Mr. Shadows, like he wants it to happen. And when all this goop covers him, uh, in the next scene, he kind of straightens up and he has this rock skin. Yeah. Basically. And so Taki's gun, which we should mention this, I mentioned it just a brief, but Taki's gun is a badass. But almost every time he shoots it, it knocks him off balance. It knocks him into walls. It breaks through fences. Like, he, he crushes at least two walls and a fence in this movie from his gun. Yeah. Right? And so his gun is a boss. And so he fires at Mr. Shadow as soon as his skin hardens. And it just bounces off of him like like can. Yeah. I mean, just like pebbles or whatever. And so, you know, there's a little bit of a tussle and some shit there. Taki gets wounded with one of those elbow spikes. And at one point when uh, Mr. Shadows opens his mouth to scream or yell something, he shoots him right through the mouth. Yeah. And blows his head off, and that's what kills him. So, kills all the, you know, kills the demons, kills Miss Shadow, takes his girl, scoots. Um, when they go back, they get fired. <laughs> like, yeah. officially, they're both, uh, you know. And so, um, he's like, you shouldn't have you know, wrist, blah, 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 all this shit. Anyway, both are on the outs. And, um, they do, there's a clip, there's a, like a cut scene right before all that, that Mr. Shadow, you see his head like bubbling, like growing back. Right. And then, you know, there's stuff with Taki and Maki. And then it does another clip scene and he's almost like a full torso. Yeah. And then you see the return of Spider-Man. Yes. Right, and so um, they, he's just a mess on the floor. Like, yeah, he's like laying sideways, torso up, missing pieces of his neck and his head and shit. Doesn't even have his arm. Like can't 
But so he's re- he regenerates, but he actually says a couple hours until he's finished. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he tells her, about, you know, they're still alive, kill them, do whatever you gotta do. And so you see Spider Woman take off again, and then clip to Takemaki in the car driving, um, kind of like into the sunset type of shit yeah. almost. <clears throat> but then, um, old dude, Giuseppe here. Old Giuseppe. Ah, fucking. man. Yeah, the fucking nightmare of, uh, uh, can you imagine having this dude as like your, like, uh, your cargo that you got to protect or whatever? God. Can you imagine this shit? So like, the, yeah, so they're driving in. Uh, he would probably be fun to hang out with, but I would not want to. At have, a certain point, man. At a certain but not, point. not have to be responsible for him. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Fuck that. And so at this point, they are off the hook, but he start, He says something from the back seat, and they're like, what the fuck are you back? You know? And, uh, Which is a kind of kind of a funny little banter between Taki and him. Yeah. Because he, he even says, he's like, you're off the hook. He's like, I'll take the blame for the whole thing. He's like, let's, uh, let's have some fun now type of yeah. shit, you know? And so while they're driving, while that's happening... You see these little white streaks starting to hit the windshield when they're going under this underpass. Right. So it's just like click, click, click. These little like strands, and it's it's the spider woman that has set a fucking web in this tunnel, and so she traps the car. Um, Which is a really cool scene, by the way, when when they first go into the tunnel, and you see all the, the like just the way it's shot. It's really nice. Yeah. Like it, it's really cool the way it's done. That's the other thing. Kind of after. The, because we're about done with the the whole the movie, but like at the end, I just want to talk about the anime of this era. For right. Me. Okay. Yeah. But like. Yeah. Because it is very movie oriented. Yeah. Like it's uh, you know cinematic. It's not like a cartoon, almost like it is nowadays. It's like it's shot like a film, like you know, or it's drawn like a film. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it's it's a really cool scene as the spider webs start hitting the car, and so. Um, she kind of gets the better of them, wraps them up. You don't know that, you don't see where Giuseppe went. He kind of like flees the scene. So you yeah. think he just ran off because he's like a fucking just little douche almost. So, um, I mean, it would fit his character at this point. Yeah. Because we also looked at the fact that like, <clears throat> while they're getting reamed by their, by their captain or whatever, and they're getting fired, he's just sitting there being a fucking prick about it. Oh, both times. Yeah, both times, yeah. But when, when Taki goes to save Maki and when they come back and get fired, he's just like... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so... You're supposed to protect me and this is... Right, this. just raising hell, just being a you know asshole, basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... You think he has just ran off and both, uh, you know, our, our hero couple here gets wrapped up and basically beat almost to death. Yeah. I think to death, I've since... I think maybe, to death, too, especially what, what shows up and just... Yeah, and it's almost like um, a dream sequence. But here's... So you see uh, Taki's hand... Well, both their hands uh, webbed up together, and they're bloody, and his hand goes from being like a tight grip to loose. So yeah. you're thinking, well, he's dead or at least uh, severely beat. Yeah. And uh, because she's laughing and, like, cutting them up and just, like... Fucking him up. Pretty brutal. <clears throat> and you don't see that, but you see, you hear her laughing and just her, his hand, you know, go go lax. But then a streak of blue lightning comes down Spider Woman's uh, web, like up into her guts and just like fries her from the inside. Yeah. And you're just like, 
Yeah. You know, what the fuck killed him. And she dives just like a bug would. Right. She's like real jittery and, you know, they, they make it true to form to where like it's really insect-like. Like she just got sprayed with something. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so from right then, so I think they're dead. Um, but they're, I guess they're just knocked out, but they're in a dream. You see a dream sequence at least. Yeah. Um, of them two, they're... they're at that point, yeah, we do see them. They're, they're fucking again, and she cries. That's the whole big deal. Yeah, yeah, So they yeah. make love, and she starts crying. And Taki makes a big deal. He's like, you're crying? Like, oh, oh, you know, kind of. And she doesn't think she's able to cry, which is a, a big deal for her race. I mean, she's a demon. Yeah. So it's kind of a big deal. They don't really understand maybe why or whatever, but she's like, this must be a dream. So they wake up in a church. Um, and lo and behold... Little guy, here we go again. Yep. Uh, but his one redeeming quality. So, Giuseppe is this, he's actually 200 years old, and he's like a, a high-level magician, like a high-level like sorcerer type of shit. Yeah. So, he's the blue lightning that killed Spider-Woman, and he's the one that brought them to this church. Yeah. His whole purpose has been to protect them. Yep. To keep them out of harm's way. So the fact, it didn't matter what he did, as long as they were going to be with him, yeah, they were going to be safe. Yeah. They could have, like, went to all those sex shops. They could have done anything as long as they were around him. They probably would have been all right. But the whole movie, he kind of, I mean, just lets, lets the shit go. Which, but, it's, it's actually kind of funny real quick. That scene when he walks into the church, they're like, they're... They're staring at him, and he's like... Yeah, because he opens the doors, and it's this little dude walking in, like the light behind him, kind of classic, uh, you know, entry yeah. kind of shot. And they're like, what the fuck? You know? And he's like, well, the, he's like, the enemy's behind you. I don't know why you're looking at me. Or right. something like that, yeah. <clears throat> and so uh, you find out that he is protecting them because they basically are the treaty. She's the first one of her kind to be able to mate with a, a human. Yeah. That's also why she can cry. She is the closest to a human that the demons have ever produced, basically, on their side. And so, and Taki just happens to be the black guard that was assigned to, you know, he just happens to be a lucky dude, I guess. I don't know what makes him necessarily, but she's the special one. And so they are basically the treaty between uh, humans and demons. So he's there to keep them alive. And uh, so now we have all three, basically, in, in squad. And Mr. Shadow, at this point, has regenerated, and he uh, he is back, and they have the final final fight. And there's some there's some cool weird shit uh, with Maki that I'm just gonna let people watch. Okay. But they, I don't know. I mean, you know, you don't want to give away the fight scene necessarily. Right. Right. Um, I will say this because people that are fans of anime. And uh, Maki hits her final form. <laughs> right. Right. We'll just leave it at that. So she kind of elevates when she kind of learns her, uh, like, role. Like, she's actually kind of, like, really fucking important. Yeah. And kind of, like, embraces that almost. And uh, just fucks up Mr. Shadow at the end. Because there's a fight between him and um, Giuseppe. But Mr. Shadow has also hit his final form. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a fight. There's a bunch of stuff. Mr. Shadow gets an arm blown off, a leg blown off. 
Uh, Giuseppe gets thrown around. Uh, Taki gets uh, thrown into some bricks from shooting his gun again. <clears throat> you know, there's that. There's a bunch of fight scene, but the whole thing is that Maki is like the pinnacle. Like she turns in and like just decimates him once she once she evolves into her final form, just does away with him. Yeah. Spoiler on that. I mean, good guys do win uh, in this regard, but she's she just kind of turns into something else. So. Yeah. Yeah, they kill Mister Shadow and just kind of like. Ralph in the sunset at this point, he's, um, they're going to raise a little half-demon baby that's going to save the whole planet and bring everybody together. And I mean, he, you know, he gets his job. That's the actual final scene. Yeah, he gets his job. Yeah, he's just like, oh, yeah, Blackguard's pretty cool. I mean, he said something stupid, like uh, one-liner hero type of shit. I can't remember. But the actual final scene is him like a comic book shot of, like, jumping out shooting that gun. Again. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, they go through a crazy amount of stuff, but he's like, basically just kind of like a, I don't know, uh, it's got some religious overtones, you know, it's got like a savior kind of complex, even though it's half demons, the demons in this world aren't all bad. Yeah. They're just other, another race. Yeah. Essentially, there's this, you know, group of bad ones or whatever, but same with people, but so this, this couple kind of brings about a whole new, uh, the treaty becomes more than just saying we won't kill each other. Well, now we can act, we're actually like, I don't know, co-mingling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. It's a weird take. It's a weird, uh, you know, whole thing is pretty much it as yeah. far as the plot goes. They save the day, save the world, have a half-demon baby coming. He keeps his job. <laughs> end of the end of the move. There you go. <coughs> um, oh, I do want to um, yeah fix. Um, oh yeah, at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the episode, we we, we said that this was out in '92. Well, right. This is when it got released in the states in '92. It's actually '87. Yeah. Is when it was made. So uh, stateside got it in '92. There you go. Uh, Another short little break here. We'll come back with our uh, final thoughts on this whole thing uh, and all the other shit we usually do at the end of the show. Yeah. Welcome back to Graveyard Talk. And now's the portion of the show where we give our tombstones (laughs) and talk a little bit about why we enjoyed or didn't enjoy the film in which we talk about. In this case, I think it's pretty safe to say we both really enjoyed this movie. I've liked this movie since uh, I watched it well before I should have been able to. Uh, you know, at a young age, I watched this when I was probably 12. Uh, 90, 92. How old have I been? 92. 84. Not have been. Yeah, probably. <laughs> about 12 or 13. So, but. Usually cartoon uh, demon gang rape ain't really what anybody should watch, I don't guess. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, when, when you put it in context, but like, that's such a minimum part of this movie. I mean, there's sex stuff in it and stuff, but it's like, I don't know, it's just such a cool, stylistic, uh, you know, cartoon per se. But which, a, which I mean, like, you know, that... Especially like like you've told me like back back in those days like anime yeah, and stuff like that was a little more aggressive a little more extreme. You had some like kind of goofier shows. You had like uh, 
Speed Racer and the original uh, Dragon Ball, and you had like Lupin the Third and stuff that had like kind of goofier lines and and kind of a softer edge to it. But you also had at the same time these movies coming out, and the lines are like super clean and crisp, and it's like just kind of mind blowing to think that it's all hand drawn back in the day. Yeah, true. You know this movie. I mean, every panel is hand-drawn. Yeah. You know, and like when Akira came out, it's all hand-drawn shit. And we still put it as a standard of, like, animation. So, like, those dudes back in Japan in the day were cranking out shit that's better than computers are now by hand. Right. So it's just wild to think about it and just, like, a true kind of art (coughs) to me. But I love old-school anime. I'm not... I'm super picky about anime. I love this era again because it is just so you know we hinted at it but it's like they were made like traditional film you know or like panels of a comic book it was thought out in yeah in scenes it wasn't just you know we're going to animate these you know bubbly dumb characters or whatever it was like shot like scenes and it's just I don't know it's more cinematic than a lot of uh American animated shit, especially back in the, the day, but even now, anime's kind of gotten watered down. And it's more, it is more friendly, you know, family friendly. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, uh, but this era is classic, and there's tons of weird old horror anime, or at least something bordering on horror, that people don't know about. And we're going to start covering them. I love them. I've seen a bunch of them. Um, I'm going to get Chuck into some more of them, the good ones. So far, so good. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> so, you know, once they get newer anime, I'm really way more picky, and I haven't watched as many, but I just have a particular style that I like, really clean, crisp lines. I want, you know, uh, supernatural shit. I want violence. I want like, good action. You know, everything I want in a movie, I want in these two. Titties. So, yeah, if I can get them. I mean, that's fine, too. Uh, they're, they're always a bonus. So yeah, it's just a bonus. It's not a requirement, but if, you know, there's titties, it's a bonus. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I'm a pretty big anime fan, especially back old stuff, so this is one of my favorites back in the day. Bought it at Suncoast Media. It's not even a thing anymore. Bought it at the mall. Suncoast Media. Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. Right? So, that's where this movie came from. I probably paid no time what for it to get it, but, yeah. Suncoast was hooking it up with this weird shit back then, because you still couldn't get it. You know, even though this was in the States, I mean, the internet wasn't a thing. Right. And then... Which is weird to think about, but yeah. Right. And so... All the glory days. Right. There was no internet. And then, I mean, you could order this shit through, like, TV and stuff, but, like... You had to find shit yourself. Yeah. There was a few <laughs> video store rental places that would that would have some of this, like, wild shit. But it wasn't popular enough yet to even have that much. Right, yeah. So to find, like, old school anime back in the day like I mean we watched a VHS copy I'm holding my old VHS copy of it I mean that was a pretty rare rare find so we thought it was like hitting gold back in the day to see like violent cartoons yeah um, cause shout out to uh, old school sci-fi channel when it was good used to have uh, Saturday anime and they would cut the hell out of them because of all the blood and titties and stuff but that's where I first was exposed to Akira uh, this movie a movie I love called Demon City Shinjuku and uh, Dominion City Tank Police and they're all, I mean, classics back in the day. Something else that I was saying about, though, talking about going, like, Suncoast and all that stuff yeah. back in the days. 
the anime section, I remember the anime section was, because, like, again, I've never been an anime guy or whatever, but you just, you notice certain things. Because, like, anime was always next to, like, like music DVDs and stuff like yeah. that in most places. And, you know, thinking about it, the last, the last couple of times I've been in a place like that where the anime section is, like, blown up. Yeah. It's, like, ten times bigger than it was from back in the day. You know, it's kind of weird. Americans took to anime real well. Yeah. Like, this first wave that was a little too violent, it took a long, it took a minute to catch on. Yeah. But when, I mean, and Akira hit, like I said, in 86 or 85, whatever it was, and it was just so cinematically good, and the story was so good that people had to pay attention, it trickled down. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, have you seen this movie Akira? It's like this weird cartoon. You know, and like, Oh, well, that's that stuff they called Japanimation. I remember it was called Japanimation for a long Japan-imation. time. Japanimation. Yeah, right? Because that's where it was coming from, was straight up Japan. And so, um, you know, and like the word anime, like yeah. I said, used to be meant kind of this kind of outlaw cartoon shit, not yeah, not anime that's on like Cartoon Network and shit or like, you know, I mean, Avatar The Last Airbender is technically anime and it's Nickelodeon shit. You know what I mean? That's... <clears throat> when you said anime back in the 90s, it meant this crazy shit. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, man. It's a, the old stuff has a different mystique to me a little bit. You know, it has its own, like, feel oh, yeah. to it. Oh, know? definitely, but yeah. It's uh, it's definitely Americans really, like, took to it. And then once kind of the second wave hit with, like, Inuyasha and, I mean, just a couple other series back in the day and then it quickly picked up with, like, One Piece and Bleach and all these other man Americans we love it yeah you know what I mean it's just, true <clears throat> I don't watch hardly any of those shows they're they're just not my style um but I, I do have to actually say though there actually was one anime that to my being popular or whatever that uh an old roommate of mine actually got me watching it was Death Note Death yeah okay the, the, yeah you know, like, I'm not talking about the movie that came out. I'm talking about the actual, like, you know, yeah, original show. Yeah, that's a good one that's got a... That, that was, I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. Right. It's I, got he a cool only, concept. It's got a cool, uh, the, the demon's design. I forgot his name or whatever, but... I can't a, remember his name either, but yeah, uh, he looked cool. Very cool design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was sort of thinking about it. I was like, you know, I, I actually, there was... I have kind of dabbled before, yeah. you know. Well, that's the thing, too, man. The, the Japanese and, like, the, the foreign markets and stuff aren't afraid to... Uh, to dabble into horror, yeah, maybe more than American animators are. It seems like, and so Japanese people like to shock the shit out of people. Well, I don't think it's shocking to them. That's the thing. That's what's shocking yeah. on itself. You know what I mean? It's like in their culture, like putting horror elements in the mundane. And God, what do the Koreans common. think about things? Same deal. You know, that's why I was saying the whole foreign markets, the Asian markets in general, aren't afraid to put horror in in just everyday shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, I put a, that Facebook thing the other day, like, so, uh, I'm a big fan of Junji Ito, which I'm going to cover him, we're gonna, I'm going to get Chuck into that, you know, but <clears throat> his stories are kind of the common story, and then some awful weird shit just dropped in out of nowhere. So it's like, like, Japanese culture just isn't afraid to put, like, horrific shit. Yeah. Like, on film and in comic books and stuff, just kind of on a whim. Like, whatever you know, whatever strikes, so it's like, it's really, uh, like, the the doors are open as far as, like, what they make. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's no, there's not many restrictions, there's not much, uh, and not, not even, like, cultural restrictions, it's not necessarily, 
like a rating system restriction, but their culture just doesn't mind strange shit. Yeah. And then they're just average stuff. So it's like, you're going to get some weird stuff when just your average story might have some weird shit in it. So then your horror story can just go off the rails completely. I mean, it's, you know. Oh, yeah, which they prove time and time again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Where where would you see Wicked City being on your... On Tombstones? Man, I love this movie. Ah, man, I don't know. To me, it's it's, it's way up there. There's a couple parts I'd trim out. But to me, it's like a four and a half. If it was a strictly anime-rated system... Yeah. I'd probably give it a five. But because it's got to go up against other movies and shit... Yeah. I'm going to put it a four and a half. All right. So that's, that's my reasoning. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Um, that's good for somebody who doesn't even like anime, really. Yeah, yeah no, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, <clears throat> like I've said for the fifth time now, um, I've, I've never really been big into anime, not that much. But like if something catches me... Yeah. And, and that was one thing about Death Note that really intrigued me. Like I found myself like I wanted to watch it. I yeah. wanted to, you know... And uh, and I've already started doing that with with uh, that one show, Dora Hidoro. Dora Hidoro, uh, which my is favorite. which is good. It's, uh, I got introduced to it. I can't wait to watch it's this. It's my morning. favorite new anime that's like that's existed. It's it's yeah. it's it's good, you know. But I uh, watching this, um, I dug the story of it. I I laughed at at, at, at a few parts that were supposed to be. Because it is like, like a, I mean, you get over the fact that it's cartoon pretty early. You know, one reason why it is drawn so well. Yeah. Like when the characters are kind of bubbly or soft edged, my brain, I mean, even though I know it's a cartoon, my brain is like, oh, this is just, I don't know, just bullshit. Right, yeah. But if it's drawn really realistic, I can almost get it like a movie. Like I fall into. Uh, see, I feel the same way. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like reading a comic. It's like going into a movie. I'm in the character. Yeah. If it looks like a person, I'm in the movie. Yeah. So to me, that's what, that's one of the big appeals to it. To me. But. Yeah, man. No, I, I I thought it was a lot of fun to, to watch. The characters in it were, were, were pretty cool. The monsters were pretty cool. Uh, the demons and all that stuff. Uh, it was good. I'm, I'm 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 liking where this is going. Yeah, I'm gonna bring some uh, some others from the vault in. So hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's just go ahead and for you for you in this episode, let's go here and do our. Our Boom. Shit. What, what are you doing, Whitman? Nothing. Going to bed. <laughs> I got a... Hopefully got a couple shoots pretty soon. Um, just got some stuff edited from Halloween with the bartender that I shot way back. So that should be up pretty soon. And, um, yeah, I've been editing quite a bit because I've been... Just through the holidays and shit, I didn't shoot much. I just was super busy and didn't get much done. Uh, outside of family shit or going through a you know a little depressive spell around the new year so uh, as we are to do you know recovering from that shit but I got a bunch of stuff edited through that time and so I'm hopeful I haven't done a lot in the last couple weeks but I will have pictures that are coming up on everything that you know will backlog a little bit and there's a I got a Velma shoot planned and um Maybe a couple more, but that may be in the works. But the Velma one's the only one for sure. So, and it's on uh, Whitman Photography on Facebook, and then Whitman on DeviantArt, Instagram. Uh, I'm on now Twitter, and 
Fluff. No, not... I don't. Well, I'm on Flickr, but I haven't messed with it too much. But oh, okay. uh, Tumblr. So like I did that for Flickr. <laughs> I'm on I'm on Tumblr, and I'm trying to figure out a Patreon pretty soon to get my pictures up where you guys can get them if you want. So. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Velma real quick. Yep. The, that that new show that's out. Man, I didn't know that was coming out, dude. We planned the shoot before I knew that shit was coming out. And now I don't even want to do it. Really. Well, yeah, the 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 new the new show is not getting good news, and which I'm not gonna get into it. But all I have to say about it is why. A buddy of mine uh, on Facebook, and uh, she's trans and she hated it. So she's a big Scooby Doo fan. I was like, this is garbage. I don't. I don't. So. Um, I just haven't I don't even want to shoot it now and Velma was always one of my favorite characters mm. and now like that she's everywhere and I'm seeing people dressed up like Velma on Instagram and TikTok I'm like man I didn't know this was a thing Yeah. so now we're still going to shoot it because she ordered the cosplay and we've already got it in but we I mean, did it first well I didn't shoot it yet we haven't done it <laughs> it was in his head first um, but, they stole his thoughts no but we'll put maybe put if it on. I did that, be a better show. Put it on a different rotation. Let this die down. Let, yeah. let Velma get gone for a minute before we put it back out. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, I had a cool cemetery scene planned, so we're still gonna do it. But yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, let's see here. All right, so Bastard Sons of a Judascope, uh, my two-piece sludge core, whatever band you want to call it. Uh, Facebook Bandcamp. Spotify, YouTube, all kinds of fun Boom. stuff on all those. Go all those places. Video store clerks uh, on Facebook, YouTube. Um, let's see. That's on Wednesday nights at 11 p.m. Um, and you can find that on Facebook, YouTube, all Spotify is on there. I'm pretty sure. But it's all those all those fun places. Uh, tell us in the podcast, which at this point. Um, I am actually stepping back from Tell Us From The Podcast. I'm going to be on there on occasions uh, as a guest, usually. Got a lot of shit going on, and... We're going to try to amp this uh, graveyard talk to the to the max. We, we're, we're, we, we're, yeah, we're going to get some shit taken care of, and it's just, uh, you know, there's no hard feelings on like that, so, you know, whatever. So Tell Us From The Podcast, always check that shit out on on uh, YouTube and Facebook oh, and all hype. that shit. I mean, you know, yeah. even you stepping back, I mean, we're going to try to do cross-promotion and still going to hype them up. And, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's still a yeah. and, uh, podcast bros. And also, tell us the podcast.com. You find everything about the podcast on there as well as where to buy the comic book, Tells of Shock and Terror, uh, and you can go there and buy that and then all the proceeds go to the second issue uh, that is being worked on right now. Um and of course Nasty Nation and Graveyard Talk obviously you know what to do with that so that's that that's all that shit that's what I got going on I don't think there's anything else going on there's nothing else going on I think that's about it until next time yeah yeah that's that's about it I think at this moment okay well see ya